An insurance salesman looks to get the girl and a settlement by murdering her husband. A woman is slowly driven mad by her new husband. A housewife cares for her two daughters while her husband fights in World War II. A biography of the 28th President of the United States. And a priest arrives to save the parish. This time on the Oscar should have gone to 1944. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And and the Oscar goes to. Meg, back. Meg, it's wartime. It's wartime. It's 1944. I haven't seen the sun in months. It feels like. It's oh, a beautiful yeah. day here in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, it's just rains nonstop in Los Angeles. Do you think it's because so I left? It's not, even, it's not even, yes, the city is weeping yeah. for you. It's not even raining. It's just, at this point, it's just clouds. June, gl- just June feels, gloom? No, but it's June, June gloom and May gray, if I may, for those people that do not live in uh, the city. Of I Angeles. never felt like that was a real thing. See, I felt like it was real, but it goes away midday. Right. Like, like a lot of times in May and June, you wake up and there's a marine layer. And by the time it's like a, like lunchtime, it's gone. Right. It, it burns off. It is just all day long, all morning and all day. It's just fucking gray. And I bought a bunch of limes and was going to make margaritas for my, you know, because that's my favorite part of the day now. Yeah. When it's two o'clock you, and you can start making when, margaritas. <laughs> Three o'clock. Okay, I have yeah. to feed the baby at three. Yeah, with my with my titty. It's already six o'clock here by the, that time. Like it's past <laughs> five o'clock somewhere. You know. Oh God. Anyway, I just have been going to bed early and sober and watching fucking that Duggar documentary. Oh, we have one left. We watched the first three. We have one left too. Yeah, we have one. Shiny left. happy people. So, Meg, let's let our, let's get our listeners caught up. I want them yeah, to let's. know what happened. So, about about three weeks ago. Oh, this three is and about a half weeks my, ago. Yeah, okay. I shoot the you. The listeners are going to sign with me. I just want to yeah, say right no, now, for sure. Go ahead. Go I shoot ahead. you a text and I say 1944, first weekend of June. And, and probably what I said was <laughs> no. You said something like, "Sounds great." Right, but in in real life, if you had been right. standing next to me, I right. definitely went. <laughs> right. Okay. So then, um, Friday, uh, a couple of Fridays ago, like a week and a half ago, I texted you and I was like, "You still good for Sunday?" And what did you write back, Meg? I wrote back, "I have watched none of the movies." <laughs> hmm. And then you said, "Put some movies on." And then I said, do I have to watch all of Wilson? Yeah, which let's not, let's not put the cart before the horse, as Woodrow Wilson might have done several times <laughs> maybe, in his life. Maybe he yeah, did. Yeah, no, don't know. He was an innovative thinker. Yeah, he was an innovative thinker. Yeah. President yeah, of Princeton. I... Did you know that? Man? <laughs> it's really great that my son is going to have these. Uh, archives, these yeah, core these, memories, yeah, core memories of just me holding him, trying to get through, uh, you know, best years of our. No, it wasn't. It's not best years of our lives. It's called, just called Wilson. It's, or since you went no, away, since you went away, yeah, since you went away. Same thing. Yeah. Um. 
should we jump into it? Yeah, I should guess. Should we just go? Do you think, and I really would like to know, do you think yeah. there's somebody out there that's listening to this that's like, ooh, I love those, I watched those movies in preparation to hear this. You know, our friend Andy Stokan, who's been on the podcast several times, uh, I know there was a period of time where he was trying to watch the nominees before he'd listened to the episode. I'm sure that went away sometime when we reached the 50s or something like that. When we got to Since You Went Away. Yeah. That went away. That was it. Um, well, you a nerd, Andy. You a nerd, bro. <laughs> um, well, let's, let's, let's dive in then, you know? and the I just want to know somebody besides the two of us who is voluntarily watching Wilson in the year of our Lord, 2023. It's a really good question. Um, it, it is a, it's an interesting query. Um, mm-hmm. I do wonder, actually, I'm going to pull this up while we're talking. I want to know like how many reviews Wilson has on Letterboxd. Oh, what is Letterboxd again? I have a child. I don't, it's where you review movies online. You, yeah. You I mean, I just use them. it to like catalog, like what I see and put like a little, um, see, and I just use your TikTok reviews for that. Yeah. That's, you know, you can do whatever. Oh, let me be clear. Um, the TikTok reviews that you post to Instagram, because I don't understand how to use TikTok. Right. And I haven't done it in a while. So you haven't uh, seen them in a while. I do mm-hmm. have a Instagram account set up. I just haven't actually, they're like no, they're like no five-star reviews for Wilson. Yeah. Well, the guy looked like Wilson. I'll say that. That's wait. I guess that's true. There's like that's my review. That's my review of Wilson. Oh, the there are like actually Wilson. there are there are twenty two four and a half and five star reviews for Wilson. Wow. Wilson has about maybe five hundred reviews on Letterboxd. Wow! 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 Which wow, I mean, wow, I would wow, guess wow. is like less than like Transformers: Rise of the Beast had after like its sure. first preview. So like, <laughs> um, sure. Let's talk about a movie that has. Uh, has you know gone the gone the gone the time gone the time as as we always say um, <laughs> the good one. Double, Let's talk about the good one. Double indemnity. Double indemnity. Billy Wilder. We're big Billy Wilder fans on this. Billy Wilds. Yeah, can't go wrong. Billy I was Wilds. actually thinking. Um, fled fled uh, fled Germany, right? Yeah. You uh, think to about escape the Nazis. you can think about this unless you have a question uh, an answer right off the top of your head. If you mm-hmm. had to take a director's filmography, like this is like a desert island question, but it's mm-hmm. a dead director. So you can't choose like a Quentin Tarantino or Scorsese or someone say, who's still actively filmmaking. It's got to be someone whose filmography is without a doubt complete because they have shuffled off this mortal coil. Because I think mine might be Billy Wilder. I feel like um, he doesn't really miss. There, I don't know that. I mean, I love the apartment. I mean, I, I know a I lot of his know. later stuff. Like he kind of drifted off after like his like four mid forties through like mid sixties ish run, and then like right, but. Right. I think probably, I mean, I don't have another answer for you. Yeah. I guess. I don't have another answer for you. Billy Wilder. Um, Sidney Lumet, maybe? Sidney Lumet. Know. That's a good answer, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's maybe the only other person that makes good movie, like consistently <laughs> good That makes movies. good movie. Yeah, yeah, good movie. Yeah. That gives, gives good movie. Yeah, Billy Wilder's good. He's good. Even when it's like not, 
even when it's like, um, what was the one about the drunk that we just did? Oh, The Lost Weekend. The Lost Weekend, which I didn't love. Right. It still like moves, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's still like not boring and it moves. Double Indemnity is super fun because it felt like a parody of a, of a noir, but like I know that that's, you know, obviously that's how it is. At right. one point he says, at one point he says like 10 times I'll buy you a dollar. And I was like, gray line, gray line. Felt very, like, he, the, you the know, movie's full of that. Hey, baby, ten, ten, di- ten dimes will buy you a dollar. The movie's full of shit like that. And I, for one, love that shit. Yeah. I was like, mm, 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 spoon, spoon, spoon. His spoon opening, in, my mouth. in his opening confession, he says that he's 35 years old. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 35 looked different yeah. Yeah. in 1944. Yeah. Different, different. By that, by that math, you and I are both twenty-two. Yes, yeah. And then they, uh, he shows up at the house to try and sell insurance. And did you clock what he said the house cost? And this yeah, is like a cost, very nice, like it was a very nice house. It was like what did he? It was like thirty thousand dollars. Thirty thousand dollars. Thirty thousand dollars. One of those old like Spanish styles that was popular like years ago or something yeah. like $30,000. I was like, I'd fucking murder my sister for that house. <laughs> Sorry, Lauren. Straight up slash her throat. Bye, Lauren. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and I will not be taking your children. <laughs> that's your husband's, your widow's that's, job. Yeah. Widower. That's your widower's job. But I would, because that shit is, yeah, that shit's, uh, gorgeous. Yeah. And then the daughter is also in another movie. Yes. She's in the fucking, Bells of St. Mary's uh-huh. movie, yeah. except not Bells of St. Mary's. Um, going My Way. Going My Way. Some hot ladies. Yeah. There's some, I'm going to tell you, this year, 1944, there's some, there's some good looking ladies and there's some 35 year old men who look 60. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that actress who's also in Going My Way, like her career was done by like the late 40s. She was like done acting. She was in two Best Picture nominees in 1944 and then, like, acted for, like, four more years and was like, peace, bye. I'd love to know why. I'd love to know if that was, like, she got, like, she, like, got run out of, like, town, like, they weren't interested in her anymore, or once the blush of youth was gone, or she, like, I don't know, met somebody and decided... To do something else with her life. To do something else. Why waste your time with this god-awful acting... All day or day. Yeah. Um, would you say that three meetings is a good amount of time? Like, so let's say, let's say you, you were about. an insurance salesman. Mm, mm, mm. And you, by the way, in the realm of possibility, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be on strike. It looks like the rest of the summer. Yeah. So what, what else have I got? You, sh- you show up at a, at a handsome gentleman's house. Would you say mm-hmm. three is a good over under for the amount of, times you'd need to meet this person before you decided you were going to help him murder his <laughs> wife. I mean, again, I've seen the life that this guy has lived to be 35 and look the way he looks. Yeah. So in my mind, he's only got a few good years left anyway. If I was like that, I'm, I'm taking it where I can get it. Especially if I'm, if it's the male equivalent of Barbara St- Stanwyck. Right. Boy, oy, oing. She didn't, Boy, you know, she originally didn't want to do Aruga, the role Aruga. because she was known for playing like heroines. So she didn't really want to go in and then be like this cold blooded killer. But Billy Wilder 
famously said to her, are you a mouse or are you an actress? She decided to do the role. Wow. Good, good story. Yeah. That's a good story. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, th- it's a classic trait of noir, so it's hard to ding the movie for it. My least favorite part of the movie is that there's so much narration. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of like built into the genre, so you can't really be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Double indemnity. And it cuts back to him, and he's just doing the thing, and yeah, whatever. Um, you know, they got so upset when the guy broke his leg because it looked like their plan was, but I was like, God, it's so much easier to kill a guy when he's on way. crutches. He can't, he definitely can't fight back. He's yeah. He's on crutches. And it made him so much more memorable. Yeah. On the train. That guy, I don't know, that insurance guy was too good at his job. Yeah. Or we're not good enough. Somewhere in or between. We're not good enough. So. <laughs> I don't know what there is to be said about this movie. I enjoyed it. Um, it was fun. I'll tell you who my favorite person in the movie is, by far, and it's Edward G. Robinson. Who plays... Oh, yeah. Who plays the, the other... Like, his, his direct report, not the main boss. Yeah. But um, yeah. he kind of gets all the, like, more, like, classically what we think of, like, as Billy Wilder, like, little quips. He kind of yeah. gets all that stuff in the movie. Yeah. Um, He's so funny in that scene with the president of the agency when the president of the agency is, like, trying to figure out, like, what happens so they don't have to do this $100,000 payout. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's really funny. He's great. And at the end, and at the end when he comes and, yeah, how long have you been standing there? Long enough. And then he goes, you're not going to, he's like, I'm going to go. What I did like the end, too, when he's like, just wait, give me a little bit of time to make it to Mexico. And he's like, you're not going to make it to the elevator. <laughs> You've been bleeding out for hours at this point. Why did you even come here? It took me a minute to be like, did she, spoiler alert, to be like, how did she miss him? Like, what, like. Yeah, sorry, guys. We're going to be, we're going to be spoiling some of these 79 year old movies. movies. From (laughs) from 1944. Just as a heads up, so. But she didn't miss him. He just was like on a mission to walk close to her and shoot the shit out of her. He sure kills her. Yeah, he sure does. (laughs) He sure does, in a in a rough way. Um, I it's do fucking good. Yeah, it's a good movie. I love the rev- I like the nurse reveal also that we get from the daughter that this mm-hmm. is not the first time Barbara Stanwyck has played murder. So we think he she did murder the wife, yes. the first wife. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And what about what was happening with the the boyfriend? Were they also fucking Barbara Stanwyck and the daughter's boyfriend? Yeah, I think so, but I think she was probably just using that guy too. You know, she's a black widow. Yeah, that's hot. Honestly, that's hot. Listen and again, the things that I would do listen, for that house. Yeah, men are dumb. Yeah, you know the things I would do for that house, and also just to live alone in that house. Yeah, like what was her plan <laughs> after they got away with it? Because then she was going to be stuck with insurance man McGee, yeah. which is a bummeroo. Well, she'd probably just find a way to kill him. Yeah. Or God. maybe she was just going to try and find a way to get the money and get out Light of there. Out of go, town. Go but buy. again, leaving she that could, house behind. She could go shame. buy three more of those houses in some other place. It was only $30,000. Yeah, right. $30,000. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, icon. She's an icon. Iconique. Um, that's Double Indemnity. Good movie. Good movie. Check it out. Billy, Billy Wilder. Craig and I are going to an island and we're bringing an apple. <laughs> And Billy Wilder's oeuvre. Yeah. Yeah. And a cantaloupe. And a cantaloupe. Yeah. 
just to keep the keep the train now it's your turn going. Um, yeah, now it's your so send us your favorite D's that you would bring to an island. <laughs> um, I know one of my favorite D's that I bring to an island. Oh, talking about dick guys. Yeah, that's what she's talking about. <laughs> Always. Um, I actually thought this next movie was pretty good too. And it was Gaslight. Okay, so fun thing about Gaslight. It is a this term. Is where the it's a term, term that from. is used in the culture all the time now. All the time. I swear, if I if you take nothing from this po- if people okay. <laughs> I don't want to get too I don't want to get too excited. Yeah. But I do feel like if people have been listening to this podcast for 40 years, however right. long yeah. we've been doing it. It feels like that. If you take one thing away, mm-hmm. it is that the term gaslight comes and this is such a fun Fucking pull it out at parties. People will hate you. It's yeah. great. The term gaslight comes from the 1944 Best Picture nominee starring Ingrid Bergman, Gaslight. Mm-hmm. About uh, that's where it comes from. Yeah, because and you she know why? Because she gets fucking gaslit. Because she gets <laughs> fucking gaslit. Because she sees the li- but it's from the actual gaslight lamps. The gas lamps. lighting. Yeah, she sees the lamps get dim. Yep, when he leaves. And he convinces her that she's crazy. Yeah. And that's And then he starts, like, you know, hiding his own things and saying, like, you know, you misplaced this brooch that my mother gave me that I gave to you. You stole my watch or whatever. You know, like, whatever. All this stuff. He gaslights her. Yeah. Charles Boyer. But she's she's not crazy. The the lamps were getting dim because he was going into the attic and fucking around up there. Yeah. Fucking looking for tr- looking for treasure, looking, looking for the for jewels, treasure. the crown jewels. Looking for the jewels, the jewels. Uh, um, yeah, it's a very basic. Like, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, you know, you know the story in the yeah. same way of like Devil Indemnity. Like, you know what is going to happen. Yes, and it's a much more uh, melodramatic mm. tale, mm. I would say, than mm. Devil Indemnity. It definitely, like, as Ingrid Bergman goes is driven madder and madder, you know, kind of gets bigger and bigger. And we have, yeah. we have Angela Lansbury slutting around London. Oh my God. He came, uh, she, she, when she first showed up, it took me two scenes. I was like, this bitch looks like, look, looks like a young Angela Lansbury. <laughs> and then I was like, this bitch is Angela Lansbury. Yeah. And she's a slut guys. Yeah. She's fucking the policeman. She's fucking the, Bad guy. I love that the detective. I love that the detective's like, I know how I'll get in here. I'm gonna reassign the single policeman to this beat, and he'll fuck the (laughs) the maid, and that will get me more information. The look smart she she gives. By the way, you can tell this this fucking woman's gonna be a star because she gives Luke's Mm -hmm. uh, the the look on her face when she's looking at like Ingrid Bergman versus when she's looking at the fucking policeman guy versus the master of the house or whatever. It's honestly a master class in eye fucking. Yeah. It's great. I'm extremely into her. She's very fun. I also like that the movie basically begins with Ingrid Bergman on a train um, with a woman that eventually is her neighbor, that her whole story is she just wants to get in the house because there was a murder in the house. Mm-hmm. But she's like the original like murderino. Like she's yeah. like obsessed with true crime. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I know where it happened. It happened in the living room. And then the it's very funny because it's this big melodramatic movie. Ingrid Bergman's like almost driven insane. There's a yeah. murder, whatever, the whole thing. And then at the very end, it's like 
or the policeman and the the murderino lady's like, whoa, whoa, what? It's like a, it's played kind of for comedy. Yeah. Um, how? It's wild. I've got another, so I've got another query for you, similar to yeah. uh, uh, when we were talking about double indemnity. How in to someone would you have to be for them to convince you to move back to the house you've been avoiding for a decade because <laughs> your aunt was murdered there? <laughs> Again, is it the house from Double Indemnity? Because no, it's this beautiful house in London. Like In London. Yeah, see? <laughs> Again, I am a... You probably would be okay, though, if you move back as long as your husband promised that they'd put the furniture in the attic. Furniture in the attic. Because once the furniture's in the attic, you'll forget your aunt was you forget all about murdered. it. Yeah. Here's the thing. I am a whore for real estate. Sure. And if... Although, if, you, if that's your option... You could just sell that place and buy probably that re, that that value has appreciated. Buy yeah, buy a place like I don't know. Buy go to Chelsea, a buy Spanish a nice place style yeah. house in, <laughs> in the hills of Hollywood yeah. for thirty thousand dollars. The weather's beautiful here. It's raining and well, I mean, it used to be beautiful here. Now it actually is a little bit more like London. Anyway, <laughs> as I'm looking out the window and it's miserable. June um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I've got another question for you wild. because you run in different circles than I do. I'm more of a man of the people and mm-hmm. you, of course, are the upper crust. Do people mm-hmm. still, because I feel like this is something that uh, obviously has happened for centuries, at least as it shows us in movies. Do, do you think very wealthy people still hold recitals in their homes? Oh, I know they do. Because you're often invited. <laughs> no, Craig. <laughs> Because I watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, okay. And when Yolanda Foster was on and she was married to David Foster, that was a big thing that they did was they they would have dinner parties and people would come over. And then afterwards, David Foster, that little fucking bitch, this guy, would play the piano for everybody so that people would sit around and talk about how good he was at playing the piano and, Mm -hmm. and, and music and shit like that. So that's how I know. Okay. Because I mean, I've got my finger on the pulse, my finger on the the remote control that turns on Bravo. Yeah. Okay. Great. I mean, it answers so my question. Go. So I know that's, you're that's, fucking welcome. That's why I come to you for these things. Um, seems like a lot of planning to go through just to get these jewels. I'd love to know how much these jewels were worth. Yeah, they look uh, quite fake. Yeah. I mean, they've been. They. I don't know how how expensive can they be. You just. They very easily pried off this, <laughs> yeah, this dress. He's like, "Oh, they're on the dress with his bare hands." Blink, blink, <laughs> blink. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Wouldn't she notice? Like, wouldn't they be cataloged in the will? You would think so. But I guess you know if you're. What has have we ever had an actress that's better at playing dazed than Ingrid Bergman? No, she's really just in always every dazed. Movie. Yeah, just like what's happening? She's very beautiful. Yeah. Again, we've talked about this before. Hot ladies in 1944. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of you know she has this like monologue to Charles Boyer at the end, but I sort of wish she just stabbed him. Me too. That would have been way cooler. Yeah. When she talks about like the knife and the, yeah. Would have been way cooler if she just stabbed him. Also weird that it seems like she's now going to... Because he killed her aunt. Yeah. He killed her aunt. People just get over things differently, I think, in the 40s. Do you think it was the war? 
<laughs> because she's Did just I- she's just exposed her husband as like gaslighting her and murdering her aunt and stuff, and mm. he's just been taken away, and now she's like off to like marry the detective. But the war's not going on at this time. It's right. 1892 That's or whatever true. the fuck. I'm talking about, like, in general, do you think, like, things were written this way because people were like, because you people have were to like, live life to it. the fullest. Yeah. Tomorrow's not promised. Every day. Yeah. Sure. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway, gaslight, guys. It's That's where the term comes from. That's where the term, you can break this out at parties. Yeah. Watch the movie first. Or like, let's say you're in an. So you know what the fuck you're talking okay, about. Okay, so let's say you're at like a like at a like a dinner with like another couple, and they start getting in like a like David Foster and like Yolanda Foster. Yeah, and they oh, wait, get, well, actually, it'd be David Foster and Cat McPhee now. Yeah, I was about to say, isn't he married to Cat McPhee now? And they have a mm-hmm, kid, and mm-hmm. she's like, he's yeah. like ninety two. Cat he's McPhee like is a million like and, our age. Yeah. Um. Pretty much. Pretty much. So you're at a you're at like a dinner with like another couple and they start getting in like an argument. They're like having like a passive aggressive sort of like, it's not, you're feeling very uncomfortable. That uh, is always, then, by the way, I do have a couple. I have a friend. I have a, I have a couple friends. Yeah. Like a friend couple. Yeah. I, I have a, a friend couple. Yeah. And they, they are, they often get into like very tense arguments in front of me. Yeah. And it is never not very weird. Yeah. And they um, seem to have no compunction. Like, it does not bother them at all to be, like... Well, so my point is, like, if at one point one of them says to the other one, like, don't gaslight me right now, you can say, did you know that was from... It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a just, really great way of breaking... cut the tension. Do you know... It's a great uh, way of breaking the tension. A young Angela Lansbury starred in the 1944 film, and that's actually where that term comes from. That's where that term is coming from. And then they'll just kind of let it go yeah. and live happily ever after. Yeah, never fight again. If you guys are in a couple and you're fighting in front of your friends, I don't know if people think it's like a, like, oh, we're comfortable enough to like, you know, isn't that so great? We're comfortable enough yeah. to fight. It's actually, it's a no. Nobody needs you to be that comfortable. No, it's, not Nobody into likes it. it. It's, I'm not into it. It's very weird. And know that once you leave my presence, whoever else I'm with, I will be discussing it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. We'll be like, wow, that was, wow, that was rough stuff. intense. Uh, and they've been married for a while, so it's not like it's. I'll tell you who it is off podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking anyway. of World War Two, um, since you went away, since you went away, Man, so let's Shirley do the ne- Temple... let's do the negative first, which is that this okay. movie is roughly six days long. <laughs> it is. I popped it on. My computer. Yeah. And I didn't even look. And then at one point, 15 minutes in, I had to pause to go do something. And I went, I said, oh, no. <laughs> Two hours and 45 minutes left. 45 minutes left? Where is this possibly? Where is this going? And the answer is like, kind of nowhere. I would say that this is a film that I actually... Despite the long running time, I thought it was okay. Mostly because I think most of, yeah. p- particularly Jennifer Jones and Claudette Colbert are quite are really good, good in it. Yeah. Um, I think this is totally a movie that you could watch in six 30 minute sittings. Oh, 100%. I don't think you would really, you wouldn't even really lose anything by watching it that way. And I would go further and say the editor of this movie should be taken out and shot mm-hmm. because. There is good stuff 
And then it's it's like the dog. Good dog in this film. (laughs) Good dog. Very good dog in this in this movie. But there is good stuff and it's just super bloated. Just like I do not need as charming as it is, I do not need like a twenty minute scene between the old man and Shirley Temple. Yeah. Like the old man staying at the house and Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple out of retirement for this film. Yeah, she's it's so funny that a child actor did not really translate big time to, I mean, she's fine, right. but it's, it's, it's just very big. Yeah. 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 It's just very like, she's doing her Shirley Temple thing, except it's less cute. Cause she's now like 17. Yeah. I mean, that's my, that's my hot take. Why? It's like, there is, there is good stuff, but like the, like so Jennifer Jones, yeah. the, do- the, the other daughter has the romance with a very unfortunate looking man named Bill. So interesting fact Tough. about this this movie is that they were married in real life and it was basically really? the end of their marriage when they filmed this. Like wow. they were about to get divorced and apparently all of the like love scenes for what that is, like, like there was very little, but like the scenes between them apparently were very difficult. Jennifer Jones would like finish shooting and like run to her trailer crying um, and well, then, I'm going to tell you something you know right who, now. And then you know who Jennifer Jones married? Who? David O. Selznick, who produced no. this film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, honestly, I'm apologies to Bill, but upgrade. Yeah. Because let me tell you, the negative amount of chemistry that those two have, and the movie insists... David O should have been like, let's trim this yeah. down. So to Bill, stop huge my nerd. And she settles for nerd. him because who she really wants to fuck is her sort of uncle, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> who is in love with her mother. Yes. But yeah. it's, it's also a difficult thing because Tony apparently has fucked every other woman that lives in this town at some point. Mm-hmm. Basically mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. single time he cut, co- he gets to consistently come back from the war. Like every like, yeah. Four weeks, he gets to like stop back into town. He Meanwhile, shows up all the time. Claudette Where is Colbert's Tim? husband never returns. Apparently, there was Please. a scene that they shot that was like a, like a flashback with that actor yeah. in it, but then they cut it. That was the one thing they did cut from this movie. Um, so Please, you, Craig. His <laughs> name is Tim. Give him the credit. Yes. He so credit him. Yeah, Tim never. Tim is just you know he's out. He's out fighting the good fight. Yeah. Unlike Tony. In the Pacific. In the Pacific yeah. is where he's fighting. Yeah, I, uh, it's just there's, yeah, there's, I f- if it feels like we're jumping around a lot, it's because there's like, it's one of those ones where it's like, there's like a bunch of different storylines. Every person in the family and then every person connected to the family has a storyline. There's yeah. like the snobby woman in the town. There's also, it seems, there's it like, almost is like, if you saw this movie today, you would assume that it was Specked out as a series that got turned into a movie for some reason. Because yeah. there are literal characters like Gladys, Shirley Temple's friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who's a fr- who she at the beginning, she's weird. And, and then Shirley Temple goes, she's just afraid of adults. <laughs> yeah. And she just she's pops like, up every once in a while. There's no reason for her to be there. That. What's um, going on? There's a hot, there's like a himbo dummy sailor that shows up at the bowling alley that Jennifer oh, yeah. Jones is like into. And then. They spend all night together. I'm assuming they have a threesome at some point that we don't see. It's off cam. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, Jennifer Jones probably has to sit off to the side <laughs> the whole time. It's like, hmm, this isn't what I expected this to be like at all. 
<laughs> I'll just think of Uncle Tony and play with myself. Oh, <laughs> God damn, Craig. Graphic. 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 This it's it does feel like a it does feel like it was supposed to be uh yeah, a TV show. I and mean we have show, Jane get the mumps. Yeah. She, by the way, she's like, don't look at me. I have the mumps. Her the reveal of that, because they're like, oh Jane, and it's like there's a big reveal of like she looks in the mirror. Her cheeks just look a little more full. Yeah. Was <laughs> that what the mumps are? Yeah. I mean, you, just, we, you don't, we, you know, you don't get the mumps anymore because you get your MMR shot. MMR, yeah. you get your MMR. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Do people, or is that one of the vaccines that people like? I'm there are people that don't get that, that don't vaccine because they don't get any of them. Has Has Harry had an MMR shot yet? Is he? Uh, oh. Craig, I've loaded the kid up with whatever. If there's any sort of drug, I yeah. can put it. This kid's done cocaine already. Great. Are you kidding me? Perfect. If there's any sort of drug, yeah. I can make my child do. He he be doing it. Yeah. Great. He'd be doing it. Great, great, great. That's And he loves them all. You know what he doesn't love? Eggs. Not a big fan. Hmm. My wife doesn't like eggs. Doesn't like breakfast food outside of bagels, really. But it kind of makes sense because she doesn't really like eggs. And if you're not eating eggs and and she's a vegetarian, like, what are you going to eat for breakfast? Yeah, 100%. It's bagels or pancakes, and then you're kind of like, this is the end. Yeah. And doesn't have a real sweet tooth. And what's a pancake without syrup? uh, Yeah, without syrup. Well, I have terrible news um, for Harry. He going to be eating eggs. (laughs) Whether he likes them or not, you'd be choking him. Whether down. he's terribly allergic or not, you're going to eat some <laughs> eggs. Anyway, um, there's also like I, I mean, I feel like the movie is also extreme. As soon as we very briefly meet this pilot, like who's like, I'm just going on this test flight. And as soon as he said, I was like, he going to die. He's going to die. <laughs> and seven minutes later, sure enough, his plane he's is dead. crashed. Did you enjoy when they were... Bill uh, dies, too, guys. Bill dies. Bill, Bill dies, too. Do you think he end, she does end up fucking Uncle Tony now that Bill's dead? No. I think she probably ends up with that himbo sailor. Yeah, probably. Because he comes back and just, like, hangs out at the bowling alley waiting for waiting for Bill. But Bill never shows up because Bill's dead. Bill never dead. shows. So he's like, he settles <laughs> yeah, for right. Jennifer Jones. Okay. Was your, did you like the moment when they were unpacking the girls from the back of a wagon at the USO um, show and the sailors were all just standing around whistling at them? No, I didn't. Hmm. Next question. I didn't care for that. Next question. Um, <laughs> did you like the moment when she, uh, when Bill decides before he goes off to war that he's going to drive a hayfield hayfield uh truck but it's like a baler and she like falls and has a literal roll in the hay no next question i didn't care for that here's what i can i give you the answer for the part that i did like yeah i liked when uncle tony painted that picture of of hattie mcdaniel and hattie mcdaniel was like i don't know why i hated you for so long (laughs) this is a great picture of me thank you for this um that was the best part of the movie I'll tell you the worst part of the movie for me is it takes this really strange turn at the end where they have this like Eastern European woman telling Claudette Colbert how she's a hero. And it becomes like she basically quotes the Statue of Liberty inscription to her. And then we get this real Christian bent out of nowhere. Like we've had like Lionel Barrymore as like a priest for like two and a half minutes earlier in the film, but it becomes very religious just at the yeah. end. Well, the text over the over the final scene is like glory in the fucking Lord or whatever. It doesn't say glory in the fucking Lord, but right. it says something like that. 
And um, I think I'm think in thinking about this now, it's just interesting because so this movie came out in 1944. Yeah. So it was filmed like deep in the yeah middle of the war. Yeah. In the middle of the war. So I think, I mean, I assume that at a certain like it is it, everything at that point is is sort of like. I don't want. To, I mean, it is propaganda. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was. A, it was like, only it sort of strange up. to me that it was. I, if it had been throughout the whole film, I would have been like, yeah. "Yeah, of course." It was just weird that they were like, "Oh shit, we've only got 15 minutes left of this three-hour opus. We better throw in for God and country all yeah. at the same time here at the end." Yeah. Here. Um, it felt sh- it felt shoehorned in, but I did. Uh, but I was sort of like, oh, they they made this movie that they thought was like this big epic, which mm, questionable. Yeah. Um. But then it then they were like, this is. The, the you know thick in wartime yeah and things at this point too are probably not if you know if they're filming it in 1943 right they're not going great yeah you know how I would have ended this film how how Craig I would have ended it with the colonel uh, telling Soda the dog um, they've had this uh, you know the colonel doesn't like the dog at first but they go up the mm-hmm. stairs together I would have just ended it right there because that's, oh that would have been great <laughs> that's what you want to see and, and just a one of those like um. You know, where it, it's, it's like it zeroes in, it becomes like a circle or whatever, yeah. and it just zeroes in on yeah. the two of them. Because that's the real love story. Or, yeah, it zeroes in and then like, bloop, boop, comes down, <laughs> it's a heart, a heart. <laughs> and then blackout. That's how, that's, but, and, it'd be, and it's, but and you it's know just, what, they, you they must didn't ask remember me, this, a kiss <laughs> is just a kiss, a smile. <laughs> no, they didn't ask, they didn't ask either of us, because you know why? We weren't born. No, that's probably true. You know, this, Meg, this is going to surprise you. This was the longest and most expensive Hollywood film made since Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. Ding ding ding. Megan got it right. <laughs> me, me, me. Also, somebody from Gone with the Wind is Hattie McDaniel. No. Hattie McDaniel is in this. Yes. Yeah. A real all star female cast. Yeah. You have Hattie McDaniel, Jennifer Jones, Academy Award winner, Jennifer Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. Great people. Yeah. Claudette Colbert also nominated for an Academy or won an Academy Award. I think she Academy? probably had won one at some point. Yeah, because it uh, it happened one night. I think they yeah, all like that like won like I think Swept. all the major awards. Good yeah. movie, deserved it. Um, mm-hmm. So that's since she went away, which brings us to the moment you've all been waiting for, <laughs> guys. <sighs> Buckle up. Let's we are going to talk talk for. about Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> I'd yell it more, and I'd do it Tom Hanks style. But this movie movies. basically opens with a quote uh, talking about how, and I don't know if this was a widespread opinion, but it's just like Jefferson, Washington, <laughs> Lincoln. <laughs> Perhaps there's another gentleman that should be considered <laughs> in those hallowed halls of great men. Woodrow Wilson. 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 And because that is what you think of yeah. when you when you when you start listing off the great presidents uh, of the United States of America. Um, Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln. Wilson. 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 Cut. Take Teddy off. Get Teddy out of there. Throw up Woodrow FDR, Wilson. Who, I guess FDR hadn't been. Yeah. No, FDR was president at this time. Yeah, I mean, he was almost. When this movie was, was almost, made. Yeah, he was going to die yeah. a year later. He yeah. was president. Okay. Been president for 12 years. 
this movie was made. Straight up. Straight up, now tell me, is Woodrow Wilson the best president? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he, see, he seems like a very boring man. Uh, like, so, make it about Teddy Roosevelt. Okay, Teddy so, Roosevelt's so fun. This is what I was going to present to you when we were texting. Teddy text- Roosevelt's like riding bears out yeah. here and like fucking We were texting shooting. a little bit about this movie when you asked if you had to finish it. So It's also very long. It's two and a half hours long. I have a letterbox list of every film that I've watched for this podcast. And it is currently sitting at 866 films. Wow. So how many of those have I watched? Like 700? Probably. Wow. Wow. Um, Wilson. I'm going to kill myself after this. <laughs> Sorry. Wilson. Trigger, trigger alert. Might be the most boring movie <laughs> <laughs> I have watched for this podcast. It's just a straight you know, hagiography being like, Wilson was a great man. And despite what you think of him, um, you know, he was a populist president. He definitely had some what we would consider modern liberal values, but he also, this is not in the movie, resegregated the U.S. government. He was a pretty racist man, even for the time period. So uh, that's not great. Um, But most importantly, he is boring. He is not interesting. The actor who plays him is boring. And not Alexander Knox, Mr. Boring, um, Every single person in the family, the daughters, the wife, boring. Seems the like also, wife by the way, marries, a really boring. easy time to be president. It seems like all you did was uh, stand around a fucking piano in the White House and sing <laughs> as a family. And then eventually your wife is going to die. Yeah. But it's okay because mm-hmm. then, then you, you can just some like new marry some trot. stranger. Yeah. It, it, it is. He is really our most boring president. And I guess, you know, the League of Nations um, was a great idea. Yeah. And something that they should have really taken him up on because, you know, whatever, 20 years later, World War II happened because of a breakdown of communication between countries again. Um, Isolationism doesn't work, guys. Isolationism doesn't work. I said it. There, I said it. She's on the record. However... Yeah, he just is with his dumb little fucking glasses and his little Princeton bolt, like the pride of Princeton. He, when he is, when he wins the presidency, and they're like, Woodrow, the students, <laughs> they've come to serenade you, <laughs> and it's just like a hundred and fifty like male Princeton Princetonians, little fucking like, little bitches, singing the Princeton fight song. It is. I would rather see, I mean, like, uh, arguably, until <laughs> until George Bush and Trump, the worst president was arguably Warren G. Harding, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everybody was like, this guy's a joke. Yeah. Like, whatever. I'd like to see, I'd rather see, but he was supposed to be, like, good-looking and kind of like a, a playboy or whatever. You know, like Trump. Right. A good-looking playboy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would rather see a movie about Warren G. Harding than Woodrow Wilson. Apologies to Princeton. I mean, they just can't do, they can't make anything. They, even like when uh, his first wife's on her deathbed and he's like recanting the story of how they fell in love to his, yeah. to his daughter. It's like a the most dispassionate, story, by the way. like. 
I went to where she, I went to Georgia for work. And she was the pastor's daughter. And she, and I saw her there. And then one of the daughters chimes in and is like, she was really glad she wore her good hat. (laughs) What am I watching? And then the doctor comes out and they're like, is she going to make it? And the doctor says, I wrote this down. Medical science is not the last word. (laughs) Thank you. Doctor, Doctor, you're the one that I want to hear that from. <laughs> well, it's up to oh God now, God. and guess what God decided? That your wife should die. Pulling the plug. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I've been watching that shiny, happy people thing. Yeah. But um, I'm real distrustful of God recently, mm. and I just feel like, um, I don't know. I just feel like he wouldn't. He should, I don't know. You wouldn't, don't know you wouldn't trust this. him if Maddie was on his deathbed to be the final word, is what you're saying. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't at all. I'd be like, I'd rather have a doctor up in here making that decision, not God. God's made some questionable decisions in my mind. A lot of interesting facts. Uh, for instance, the sinking of the Lusitania is the worst thing a country had ever done to another country. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. Sinking the Lusitania, very bad. Pretty bad. Probably yeah. some other things like up there, like in the same area. Uh, yeah. I would assume that, you know, like some of the Genghis Khan stuff or, <laughs> um, you know, some of the stuff the Russians were doing at the time. Like there's some, uh, you know, there's some bad there's stuff. There's some happening. worse things for sure. Yeah. Um, also, so now he starts romancing this new woman and it's basically they're out on the Who's, ballot. by the way, also, wait for it, very boring. <laughs> yes. Um, they're out on the balcony, like at this like event at the White House, and he. Based- They're on that famous balcony. They're on the Fitz, yeah. the the uh, Fitz. Uh, uh, oh my God, I can't remember what's Kerry Washington's name. Olivia, Olivia Pope, the Olivia Pope and Fitz balcony. Because mm-hmm. you know they're always out there, like and, talking about their relationship. And basically, and this is not this is not exactly what he says. I didn't write down exactly what he says, but basically, it's I'm a baby man who needs a wife. Won't you be my wife? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's a killer Wilson. That's a killer Wilson. If we could go back to 1944 and re- 1943, whatever, and recast this, you'd have it in the back. I feel like I could. Maybe well, maybe they'll do. And a, you look like a and you look like a Princeton man. Yeah. Let's be honest. Maybe they'll do a remake. I've got my Hoagie Haven shirt in the other room. I can throw that on. That probably opened around the time Woodrow Wilson was president <sighs> there, right? Um, I hate this movie. I yeah, it wasn't good. And then there's also an extended newsreel. There's like a seven minute newsreel. Like at oh, one that's point. the best part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Sidebar: That's the best part of the movie. The part where there's it's actual live footage from like 19 whatever the fuck 1912 or whenever yeah. this was happening. That's great. Yeah. That's a really fun part. I like that a lot. Then he founds League of Nations, which causes him to have a major stroke. Uh, he basically. Uh, was no longer the president. Like, Edith Wilson, like, sort of famously was kind of in charge mm-hmm. for, like, the end of his Running reign. the show. Yeah. And then when he, obviously, he doesn't run for re-election uh, because Warren G. Harding's going to, or is it Coolidge first, or is it? I think it was, I think it's Warren G. Harding. And then Coolidge takes after? over when Harding gets yeah. dead. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> During the middle of the Teapot Dome scandal. Um, There's literally, it's like a four minute scene where people are just coming up and saying just goodbye. 
It's yeah. just like all these people walking up and shaking his hand and saying goodbye. Members and I was of like, his cabinet. Why did we think this was like an interesting uh, yeah. thing and to do? And then a slow shot of the world's most boring president walking away. Okay, but now I'm going to shock you. Because going, sh- what? going into the Oscars, it was considered a two-movie race between Going My Way and Wilson. I'm like... <laughs> Were people at the time, again, I'm trying to put this in context of like the time, right? So like this is, we're in the middle of the war. Like this is also propaganda. Like this is also, you know, American propaganda. Look how great this motherfucker was. Look how great this president that we had 20 20 years ago or whatever. Which by the way, seems like too soon. Yeah. To do like a it was a so too this, soon to this do was that. like a real pet project for Daryl Zanuck, who's one of our you know famed producer studio heads the, in the history did, of classic did Hollywood. Did Wilson sick suck his dick or something? I don't know, like, but what? he was so upset that this movie did not win Best Picture and did not win a lot of awards for the rest of his life. Like he, I can't remember what he won for. He won one of his movies won sometime later in the forties, and he basically said, like in his speech, like it should have been Will. You should have given this to Wilson. He was bitter for the rest of his life that wow. Wilson was not embraced by the awards body. I like, hope when I die and go to hell and meet Daryl Zanuck, I get to talk to him about this because that would be a big question for me. It'd be like, why were you, did you have such a hard on for Wilson? And now that you've seen um, Castaway, because I assume that Oh, they, it's when he won for Gentleman's Agreement. He said, I should have won this for Wilson. I should have won this for Wilson. <laughs> do you think now that he's seen Castaway in hell or wherever he is, do you think that he thinks, he, he prob- still thinks his Wilson is better than that Wilson? He probably thinks that Wilson is a call out to his film and right. not to the volleyball company. Right. Um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two facts from IMDb because I think you'll like both of them. Okay. Daryl F. Zanuck was so proud of the film that he ordered that the world premiere be held in Wahoo, Nebraska, his hometown, presumably so that Zanuck could show off his pet project to the local citizens. The plan backfired. Nobody in Wahoo was really interested in Woodrow <laughs> Wilson, and attendance at the film showings was extremely poor. <laughs> okay. okay that's- <laughs> and. Imagining my grandparents like going out to going out on the town, gonna go see a movie, and they're like, "You know what? We gotta go see." Okay. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Franklin Delano Roosevelt screened the film at the Second Quebec Conference in 1944. Among those watching were Winston Churchill, who was decidedly <laughs> unimpressed and left early to go to bed. Legend. Huh? Legend. Legend, legend. Winston <laughs> Churchill's like, and as he was walking out, as he was walking out, Daryl Zanuck said, "You, sir, are drunk." And Winston Churchill said, "Sir, I may be drunk, but tomorrow I'll be sober, and Wilson will still be a fucking shitty movie." <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so oh that's Wilson. My God. So let's talk sometimes, about Sometimes to be a fly on the wall <laughs> yeah. sometimes, you know. Um, what a fun time. Let's talk about the best picture winner. 
going my way. So we talked about the Bells of St. Mary's last episode, which, of course, is the sequel to this. So I would go ahead and say, put on our last episode yeah. and, just and run, it, run it back and to just, the part every where single time we, we say Ingrid Bergman's Tim were saying Barry Fitzgerald instead. Hey, Craig, it's the exact same movie, yeah. essentially. <laughs> well, that's what I, the first thing I wrote down, I was like, you know, they probably could have done something slightly more original for Bells of St. Mary's than just had yeah. him have to come to another church and save it. Another church. Let me tell you something. Unless they it were going to really... make like six of these. Like at that point, yes. then like keep and just saving them. churches He's all saving over the churches place. like every sure. year, two years. There's a new song and everyone. Yeah. Um, I got to say the, yeah, diminishing returns. I would, I'm going to go back to, I'm going to run back my Bells of St. Mary's and say, and maybe put it even lower because it's the exact same movie as yeah. going my way, <laughs> except without a very charming Irish priest. That's true. Yeah. Barry Fitzgerald nominated and won Best Supporting Actor. Also nominated for Best Actor for the same performance. (laughs) Because at the time, whoever got the most award nominations, that's where you ended up. And he got uh, nominated in both categories. Wow. What a weird. Yeah. What a (laughs) what a weird fucking way to do things. Yes. God. No wonder we were fucking. I mean, this, you know, it's just point. like Bells of St. Mary's. It's very like, here's a moment. Here's Tony mm-hmm. Scarponi and his hot turkey. Although, Barry Fitzgerald plays that very well. Very play. Well, that's the thing yeah. is that this is that this movie is exactly the same. It is. We've got another possible a, sex worker situation yes, going on. Possible sex worker situation. Who, by the way, she seems very happy. Allow her to do her sex work. Yeah. If that's the, why are you shaming her? Yeah. Sex work is work. Yeah. Okay? And it turns out that she's actually, you know. We're expected to believe that she's having this illicit affair with this ne'er this ne'er do well, and not only mm-hmm. are they married, he's, he's going off to war. He's shipping off. He's shipping off. Yeah, I mean, it's just a series of like moments. It's just a series yeah. again. It's just a series of like sort of like you know. Um, I keep wanting to say best years of our lives. It's not that. I don't know what the... Some, wait, what is it called? The other movie we talked about. Since no, you since you and I. In the same way that it's just like, it's just a series of like, and then this happened. Yeah. And then this happened. It's not like really a through line of a plot. Right. It's just kind of like, these are things that happened while he was at the parish. The one thing I will say, the one one moment that got me, it did get me. I did get a little misty. And maybe, again, it's because I have a son now. At the end, it when, got me too. Yeah, yeah. When he surprises Barry Fisher yeah. by bringing his mother over from Ireland, his, yeah. like, 7,000-year-old crone of a mother. <laughs> which means, like she pro- which means she was probably 57 years old in gonna, 1944. I was going to say, she was 10 when she had him, because they are the same age. But he, when he, wa- he sees her, he's doing, like, the, the priest thing. <laughs> What's it called? Sermoning? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. And he sees her and he just walks up to her with his head down and kind of just walks into her chest and she hugs him and the way they embrace is just very like a little boy with his mom and it's extremely cute yeah and that's a and that is easily the best part of the movie so the best part of the movie is not when they do a full like three scenes from carmen and father o'malley's just sitting off stage watching no okay next question okay um, Although that woman did have a great voice, and she's a real opera singer. Yes. Which, um, you know, go for her. 
Also, I would be very, if I was like, whatever happened to you? Like, we had a thing going. And then then they were like, oh, I became like a priest. I'd be kind of like, I ruined all women for you. I'd be sort of proud. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do like that. Uh, <laughs> so a lot, a lot of the plot, the like overall plot of the movie is that you're trying to save this parish. Bing Crosby, Father O'Malley, also used to be a songwriter. Um, so they basically, you know, put this thing on with this opera singer and this boys choir that he's put together with the song he's written and they get these a and r guys to come and they're like yeah not for us uh yeah, love that. song's fine not for us we're just gonna Sorry. we're just gonna go and get lost in the wings of the met opera for <laughs> enough time for you to randomly play another song which is would you like to swing on a star and they're like hey, hey can I tell you something? we'll buy that one we'll buy that one but can i tell you something yeah that song is better than the titular Going My Way. Yeah. This movie should be called Swinging on a Star. It should be called Oh, Would You Rather Be a Fish? <laughs> a fish is a being <laughs> swimming in the ocean. All right. <laughs> on to the next. Oh, would you rather be a pig? A pig is an animal. <laughs> I was like, we are learning. A so pig much. is an animal that lives in a sty. <laughs> he Would often will like oink at people passing by. <laughs> what a stupid song. What a stupid song in a stupid movie. I also like what at one point he plays Going My Way for the Carol, whatever her name is, the sex worker. Yeah. Who's not really a sex worker. And Which, by the way, like, the whole time, like, he's very horny for her. Very much <laughs> I so. I literally she wrote makes down, him, okay, father O'Horny, sell that. O'Horny. She makes him very uncomfortable, and I'm here for it. <laughs> She's like, I'll get by. I'm like, yes, you will. Well, he every sings, single one of her line deliveries is exactly the same. Which yes. made me wonder, I was like, I wonder if she shot Double Indemnity after this. And she, gained, so, she grew just yeah. a bit as an actress in between yeah. the two. Yeah, so maybe that's the reason why also she didn't have <laughs> much of her career after that. Maybe, yeah. she's, maybe she's not that good. Um, but then she goes, he sings Going My Way and then leaves, and she's like, Going My Way. What a, what a thing. Or like, what an idea, or whatever. Okay, next scene. <laughs> um, uh, turns out that, you know, Father Chuck, also professional golfer, um, we get mm-hmm. a scene at golfing. Also, interesting golfing point. Barry Fitzgerald broke his Oscar, which at the time they were made of plaster, practicing his golf swing. Yeah. The studio bought him another one. Guess how much an Oscar cost at that time? $30,000. For, for repli- as much as that replacement. house. $10. <laughs> um, weird that the church just catches on fire. Uh, yeah, seems sort no of reason, anticlimactic right? just to have the church go up in flames. Yeah. But they're rebuilding it, and you know what? They're going to get you a mortgage. They're going to they're <laughs> going to get you a mortgage because he's seen at least for Bells. Found the, at least he's the, found the light. At least when they got to Bells of St. Mary's, like we're going to have them just like donate a building. Like they just get yeah. the building. Whereas yeah, in this, like the, the big thing is like, ha, we've changed this <laughs> bis- this banker's mind. We're going to give a mortgage gonna, to the church. We're going to allow you to pay us. 
You're welcome. We're going to allow you to pay us. It is... Um, but it is a very sweet ending. You should watch like the first like yeah. 15 minutes of this movie so you get an idea of Barry Fitzgerald and you can go to the last five yes. minutes and watch the And episode. then just go to the last five minutes and watch... Just watch him hug his 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 mom. Yeah. Because it's like, honestly... It is very it is very sweet. I teared up, I'll admit. Yeah, I did too. They it's got, very effective. They got me in the end. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, before I talk about other movies I watched from the year, because I know Megan didn't watch anymore. Hell to the Let's do... I appreciate that you weren't even like, did you watch any? No. No, Craig. From 1944? I did not. Um, I am going to... I'm going to Couldn't name... Be me. I'm going to name some, and I am I know there's... I actually didn't rewatch one of these, um, but I've seen it several times, and I guarantee you, you've probably seen it, and I wonder if you would rank it over your eventual number one, but... Sure. Okay. Let's do a little five to one. Megan, we'll start well, guys, with you. Well, guys, I... Apologies to I've already written, I've written in your number five before you okay. <laughs> big ups, big ups to, to big apologies to Daryl Zanuck um, and to our most interesting president, Woodrow Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, may he rest. But that is not a good movie. Yeah. And we are at number five with that one. When I was, show. you know, when I was buying um, all the nominees, when I was looking for DVDs, um, you can kind of find this one a little bit more now. But at the time when I bought it, I had to, like, get it, like, used from Canada. Like, I couldn't even find anyone in the United States selling it used. So... Can I just say... Really like, did not uh, live up to what Daryl Zanuck was expecting its historical relevancy to be. Do you ever fucking hear yourself? <laughs> like, do you ever fucking hear yourself say, I had to hunt down the DVD of Wilson from Canada? Yeah, and like, thank God I did, or we couldn't have watched it for this podcast, Megan. Wow. What wow. would Honestly, the world sliding do? sliding doors. Yeah. Sliding doors. What would I have done with my time otherwise? I don't know. I can tell you what you wouldn't have done. Written the next great American novel? Taking a shower? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I haven't done that. I can't even think about the last time I did that. Uh, What did I say? Wilson was five. God, I just think about these people in Canada being like, what this this fucking weirdo American dude? Hey, how about this? How about this? (laughs) He wants to buy my copy of Wilson, eh? I'll give it to him. Nobody wants to watch this movie. Do you think it's so popular in Canada that in Canada people just assume that everybody in America's favorite president is Woodrow Woodrow Wilson? Wilson, Yeah, grows on trees there. Who is your favorite president, Craig? I mean, I feel like this is difficult because you're going to run into a problematic answer. I do think, I mean, he did definitely some problematic stuff. But yeah, I mean, Teddy Roosevelt's interesting, right? Like he's Oh yeah, he's he's the most fun one yeah. i guess but it's got to be lincoln right it's got to be lincoln but even lincoln you know kind of only did the slavery stuff for a certain reason like sure sure and that's true but in the end he did do the slavery stuff right it's true it's true big ups yeah big ups fdr big ups. did a lot of good things fdr ah. fdr is up there too yeah. fdr is up there too ah. can't put jefferson in there he's a fucking ah. slave owner no rapist yeah ah. rapist yeah uh number four um, number four is, oh God, the, 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 the middle three really just kind of, I'm like, what are we doing here? Okay. Number four. See, three, is, four is tough for me and, but two is very obvious for me. I haven't really thought about this, so I have to hang on one second, one second, one second. I'm going to put number four is, I want to say Bells of St. Mary's, but it's not, it's called going my way. <laughs> yes, that's correct. It's called going my way. And then number three is since you went away, because mm-hmm. how dare you make this movie three hours long? Yeah, how fucking dare you? Number two is Gaslight. 
because of my fun fact. And also it moves. It's inter- it's entertaining enough. And number one is Double Indemnity, which is like, which I would watch again. Right. Like it's like a, that's like a fun, that's like a fun movie. And again, it's like sort of, it reads as a parody. It reads, whatever. It, it plays as a parody of a noir, but it's like cool to be like, no, this was like this, there are parodies for a reason. This is a fun genre, you know? Anyway, that's it. Megan? <gasps> Run it back! Bring the alarm. I've been doing this too long, but I'll be damned if I see another chick on your arm. What you ring the alarm? I'm listening to a lot of Beyonce. I'm ringing the alarm. Well, how long did you have until, until the concert that you had to September refinance 1st, thank your you. home for? <laughs> September 1st. Thank you very much for asking. The reviews are coming in, though, and they are good. Good. So yeah. I am a pimped about it. If I was on Selling Sunset right now, I would go up to that big bell that they have, and I would fucking... Bring the shit out of yeah. it because we are in agreement. Yeah, in agreement. Same top to bottom for me. Um, I watched four other films from this year. Um, Did any of them beat Billy Wilder? Well, I'm about to tell you. I watched The Woman in the Window, which is a noir <laughs> starring... Not the one with Amy Adams. <laughs> no. It's a noir starring Edward G. Robinson. Uh, it's actually very sort of similar to Scarlet Street, uh, which was my favorite movie of 1945. Um, same, I think it's also uh, not Fritz Lang, but um, Otto Preminger. Um, or no, it is Fritz Lang, sorry. Um, which was good. It's not as good as Scarlet Street, and um, it sort of has an, like, a, it was all a dream ending that sort of like feels like it cuts the. Like some Jacob Ladder shit? Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. I, I don't like that. I watched Arsenic and Old Lace, which I'd never seen the film of. No, here's um, a fun fact. You know, that's... <laughs> Maddie talks about that shit all the time because when he was in high school, he was the star of Arsenic and Old Lace. Well, so that's actually one of the things I wrote down about it, that I think it's... Cary Grant is actually is great in the movie. He, yeah. uh It's like a really charming performance, um, he has a couple moments that I wrote were Rosalind Russell-esque um, reaction moments. That's the highest praise we can give on this podcast From, to, uh, to reference Auntie Mame. To reference Auntie Mame. Um, God. But there are so many era-specific jokes in the movie, and the, it's based on the play, that it's crazy to me that, like, even 20 years ago— like, we were consistent, like, high schools were like, do we, my high school didn't do it, but I know one of the high schools in my district, like, did it while I was there. I mean, yeah. one of the running jokes is that the brother that returns, that's like, this, like, criminal, looks like Boris Karloff. And that's, like, a running joke throughout the movie. Like, even 20 years ago, how many people got that? Knew who Boris and the other brother and the other think brother. Think about the parents. My parents, if if we did that in my high school, my parents in the audience would not have known who Boris. Karloff the other was. brother thinks he's Teddy Roosevelt. He's insane, and he believes that he's Teddy Roosevelt. But that's those are like the two running jokes throughout it. Um, wow. So I just think it's so funny. I, I was like, I wonder if high schools are still doing this. Probably. Well, I wish. Probably. I wish. We, I wish Maddie was here. He could weigh in on it. He was very disappointed that I didn't watch Arsenic and Old Lace for this podcast for yeah. nineteen forty four because he has such a soft spot for it because he was in it in high school. And I said, I'm too busy raising and feeding and keeping your child alive. Yeah. Thank you. And that shut him up right quick. And then was he was great. like, "Have some elderberry wine, darling." <laughs> 
What is it? <laughs> I just um, died on camera. And then the other two films that I watched uh, were the actually, so the three films that were nominated for Best Director were Double Indemnity, Going My Way, and Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> um, Wilson. So the other two were Lifeboat, which is an Alfred Hitchcock movie, which uh, has a really great first, like, 20 minutes and a really good, like, last 10 minutes. And then, like, sort of the in-between hour is not as interesting to me. But it's basically, like, Tallulah Bankhead is a journalist, and it's all these people that were sunk by a U-boat. And they're on a lifeboat. Oh, that's fun. But one of the people on the lifeboat was one of the people on the U-boat that sunk them because... It also got sunk. Um, But because he's, like, potentially the captain and he also has a medical background, they kind of have to decide whether they're just going to jettison him. And there's this, like, well, it's like war. Like, actually, he's a – technically, he'd be our criminal, like, you know, a war criminal. But by the rules of war, we can't just, like, throw him out in the ocean either. Yeah, he's a POW. Yeah. Um, But I think my favorite movie of the year – Another noir is a movie called Laura. Oh, Laura. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. Laura. I, knew, I know this movie. Um, but it's, it's similar. It's like this woman, Laura, is killed. It kind of opens. It opens with narration. Why I like it slightly better than Double Indemnity is because it doesn't have as much narration. Right. So it opens with narration from this character, Waldo Lidecker, who's like this sort of critic radio personality who is definitely, like, queer-coded, but he's also sort of... But he's in love with Laura, but he seems like a Noel Coward type. Mm. Um, Not so much in love with her as wants to be her. Yeah, and Vincent Price plays this sort of uh, man of no means um, who wants to, like, basically seduces Laura and they start a relationship. But it's really interesting also to see Vincent Price, like, young and without a mustache. (laughs) Honestly, it's like I, and this was like his favorite movie that he ever did. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I just really thought it was really good. I mean, it's right. It's like Double Indemnity is right up there with it. Yeah. Like, but I think I just like Laura slightly better. But the other movie that I didn't rewatch that could potentially be maybe I don't know how you feel about this film. Your favorite film of nineteen forty four is Meet Me in St. Louis. Is a film from. I'm going to tell you something about Meet Me in St. Louis. Never seen it. Wow. Clang, clang, clang with the trolley. Ding, ding, ding with the bell. That's it. Um, that's all I know about Meet Me in St. Louis. Yeah. And also that Judy Garland had them change the lyrics to Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, which is my favorite Christmas song, mm-hmm. um, because it was like too dark, right. which is crazy. I forget what they are, but it's like, but it basically was like, we might be dead next year, as opposed to next yeah. year, all, all troubles will be miles yeah. away. Um, and, uh, because it's still such a dark song, right. which is why I love it. Right. Um, but I've never seen Meet Me in St. Louis. Hmm. Is that, is that shocking to you? Well, maybe that, maybe it should be on your Christmas playlist this coming year, you know? I, watch I the, am, that, actually watch the film that the song I comes think from. I will. I think I will. It's not a Christmas movie. It just happens to have right. Christmas in it. Yeah. It's not like a Christmas yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, I do love Judy. Just great. Um, Meg, do you have yeah, a Craig. favorite movie of 2023? Um, wow. 
I, you know what? I do, and it's, again, this is damning with faint praise. Right. Like, I, I really liked this movie. Uh-huh. It's fun, and it's very competently made. And it's the mother um, on Netflix because you are now a mother. <laughs> <laughs> I am not just a mother, Craig. The mother. I am mother. Yeah. Mother has arrived. Mother has arrived. Um, no, I think it's air. Okay. I thought it was just like. I was just, I just enjoyed it. Yeah. It's just, Ben Affleck makes, knows how to make a movie. Right. You know? Yeah. So, that's it. It's fine. Uh, my, I gotta watch, there's other things I gotta watch. Yeah. But. Mine is still How to Blow Up a Pipeline, but I do want to give shouts to two other movies that are like four and a half star movies for me this year as well. Um, and that is Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse. Not gonna see it. Love that. Love that for you. Not going to see it. It was very, very good. And uh, I last night I saw Past Lives. Oh, I'm so going to see that. I cannot wait is for Past great. Lives. Yeah. yeah. It's it's terrific. I, if I was voting for the Academy Awards for the first five and a half months of the year, I think I'd vote for Greta Lee for Best Actress, and I would vote for um, uh, John Magaro for Best Supporting Actor, who plays her husband I'm, in the movie. I'm I'm way I'm way into past lives. I can't wait. Yeah, um, it's terrific. Um, Meg, we're gonna. It's gonna be another bit of. A, it's gonna be a little bit of time before we uh, roll out another one of these. You know, we're we're still we're still doing this. You know, when we can. Megan has a, a child. I feel. I do feel at like this point we've we have come to do far. it. You know, yeah. we have to get through the rest of it. Um, but the first thing Megan has to do as soon as we finish this record is send me back things so I can send her more movies. And, mm-hmm. Megan, I have very bad news for you. I know what you're going to say. We're back to 10 nominees, <laughs> we? Aren't go we? back to 10 nominees okay. in 1943. Okay, so however, we'll see you guys again in August. However, 1943, Casablanca. Okay, so I've seen one movie. Well, Great. I'm just saying. So that's one. There's one thing to look forward to. We might need to do something. We might need to do a, something more contemporary between then and now because it's well, going to take a long time. We're going to do 2013, you know, at some point in the next yeah. few months also because we're at the 10-year mark with that. The 10-year mark. Um, what, what won in 2013? 2013. Oh. What? Birdman. What? <laughs> Birdman. I hate that movie. No, actually, I think, actually, maybe 2013 is 12 Years a Slave. I can't remember. One of them, it might be 12 Years a Slave and then Birdman. Well, that's another movie that is great, but I don't really want to watch again. Yeah. Oh, God. Life is so hard. Do you hear my baby crying? Yeah. You got to go. That's the time. That's the timer. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We will be back at some point talking about all the movies from 1943. Can't wait Mm. for that. Um, <laughs> as, ho- <laughs> um, as always, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a good time.